listening to the Talk with the Wise podcast, a podcast where I talk with those who have lived more life than myself and ask them to share the wisdom they've gained from their experience. This was such a good conversation that we had to split it into two parts. You're listening to part one, so please enjoy and stay tuned for part two. Welcome to the Talk with the Wise podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Yandel, and I have with me today, Tiffany Brent. Tiffany, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Um, now, Tiffany has been a teacher and homeschooler for quite a while. Um, she and her husband, Bill Brent, have started a family integrated church and a homeschool co-op that came out of that. Um, and you teach quite a few things now to homeschoolers, both virtually and in person. Isn't that right, Miss Tiffany? It is. is. Since becoming an empty nester, I have expanded what I teach now, and I teach uh, literature for high school and history for high schoolers online, as well as Bible study and public speaking in person. Now, how long have you been uh, teaching? I think I taught my first class in 1995, and it was a group of second graders it was my first experience actually being the lead teacher, you know, all resting on me to make it happen. So my first class was 1995, just a year or two ago. Wow, that is so cool. I don't, re- I don't think I realized it had been that long. Now, just for the audience sake, I did call her Miss Tiffany because she was actually my teacher for many of those uh, courses. I took literature, history, apologetics, public speaking basically everything, everything she taught I took. And so all her students enduringly call her Miss Tiffany. So uh, if you caught on to that, that is why. Um, And you said you've been teaching since 95. That is uh, a long time to be teaching. Not too long, obviously. (laughs) It was. I must have started when I was five years old. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) Um, Well, in all that time teaching, what, what have you learned from that? Wow, that's a big question to dive into. <laughs> and you can take I've that learned. as uh, <laughs> deep or as shallow as you'd like. <laughs> yes, as learned from teaching. Well, simply put, I love it, or I still wouldn't be doing it. And I think beyond that, the deep spiritual lessons and life practical lessons of teaching have been very valuable to me in my own personal walk with the Lord, in relationships with people, and in just the privilege of watching students like yourself um, be shy little children in their first public speaking class, and then see them get wings and soar and do bigger and greater things than I could ever do. So there's a lot of joy in teaching. From my perspective, there's a lot of joy in it. Mm, Yeah. What is your your favorite class to teach, would you say? Oh, my goodness, Ellie. (laughs) To all my students, it's all my classes. Um, But um, I love teaching the Bible, obviously. I think that's sort of a – but I think the thing I love about teaching the Bible, particularly to both elementary, middle school, and high school students, is that – Equipping kids to read the Bible for themselves, to believe that the Bible was written for them and is useful to them has lifelong significance. I think that we often look at kids and think there's just some, I don't know, magical age that they become smart enough to read the Bible or spiritual enough. 
And that's not at all how the Bible represents us. That if you are a follower of Christ, no matter what age you are, you have the same Holy Spirit that I do. And so reading God's word, um, enlightened by the power of the Holy Spirit, is for kids. Um, whether you're 8 or 13 or 18, and if you begin to see the Bible as something for you as a child, it will mark you for the rest of your life. And to me, that's invaluable to give a kid that sense of there's not some special degree or special enlightenment or age where you suddenly are like, oh, now I can do this, but you have the privilege to read the Bible with the same Holy Spirit that I do, if you're a follower of Christ, that is an honor to get to teach. Now, I would be remiss to not say how much I love to teach literature, to see virtue and vice in literature and characters, or to see history and see the hand of God work in history, to remind students that there are two constants in history. One is that God does not change. And number two, man is sinful and changes all the time. So that's a privilege to do as well. But And then public speaking is so much fun. I, You know, it's often listed as one of the top fears that people have. And I think when you can take kids into a safe environment and let them experiment and try, it's a, and they'll find things they're great at, uh, whether it might be, you know, bringing a piece of literature to life. Or maybe it's impromptu, which most kids don't love, um, but some do, and that's fun too. So it's hard to pick just one um, thing that I love to teach because I do just love teaching. I don't love math or science, so <laughs> that's that's something I can throw in there. Conveniently, you don't have to teach those anymore. <laughs> and then, isn't that great? Yeah, and uh, I could I could go on and on about all of the classes that you've taught and how they've impacted me not only growing up, but also now as a college student and getting on into adulthood, but this is not the time or place. But yeah, there is so much benefit to all the the classes that you mentioned, not only for academic purposes, but also just for living life. But there is one subject that I would like to get your thoughts on. Obviously, I, I loved what you had to say about teaching the Bible to kids, but you also teach um, apologetics. Is that right? I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And could you speak a little bit maybe on the importance of apologetics in general for like the Christians, you know, life and faith, but also especially for young children? Well, I think apologetics is important because it helps kids know that they're smart, thoughtful Christ followers who are thinking deep thoughts. And I think that's really important that um, your faith is not a picture on a Sunday school wall or a vacation Bible school, but it is actually a living, breathing, applicable to today's questions faith. And I think apologetics helps do that. I approach apologetics slightly differently in that I think apologetics is attached to Bible. And I think when you learn biblical and theological truths, then you can apply them to today's questions. Can I give an example that's sort of helpful? Oh yeah, absolutely. So one of the ways I think this is easy to see is if you can teach students about the Imago Day. If you can look at scripture 
from Genesis to Psalms to Jeremiah to Jesus' own words and show them that you have infinite value and every person is created with infinite worth and value. And therefore, God has given them an honor and um, a personhood that should be respected. And so when you can do that, then when I say to you, is abortion right or wrong? Immediately your answer is, well, of course it's wrong because all people are created in the image of God and have infinite value and worth. If I ask you, um, is euthanasia wrong? And immediately you would say, well, of course, because all people have infinite value and worth. And so then whatever the topic is, whether we're talking about a culture that wants to remove children or special needs people or cut the life of an elderly or say that anyone who isn't in this whatever your form is, is not of worth, immediately the biblical worldview theology says, no, you're created in the Imago Dei. And so then I'm not answering just specific questions. We're answering broad life questions that Mm -hmm. then become applicable. And so then you take those theological points and you apply them then to the current issue of today. Mm, That's really, that's really good. There's something that you said, and I'm trying to remember which uh, Bible study it was, like which book we were going through. Um, But it's really stuck with me that theology, like learning the deep and sometimes harder or heady parts of Christianity leads to doxology and, you know, praise and worship of that deepness of Christianity. Uh, You know, it reflects the deepness of our Lord. I didn't know if you wanted to maybe speak into that or kind of give any advice or insight into not only like the apologetic side, but how that translates into you know, your personal walk with the Lord, personal time spent in Bible study. Well, I think that's interesting. Just uh, two weeks ago, I taught, um, I'm teaching the book of Ephesians this year to a group of high schoolers. And one of the beauties about the book of Ephesians is Paul is encouraging us to be people who praise. And Ephesians chapter one, verses three through 14 are all these inheritances that we have in the faith, that we are adopted as sons and daughters, that we've received redemption, that we have the Holy Spirit that is our guarantee and our seal. And over and over we're told so that we will praise him, that we will give praise for his glorious grace, or that according to his great goodness and that we would praise his glory. And I think that that's a theme about the Christian walk with the Lord is that theology makes me recognize the goodness of God, even in the hard places. So in the suffering, when things don't work like you want them to work, um, I am trusting that there is a God who is in control of all things, including all the little details of my life. And so therefore I praise, therefore I can say, what a good, good father I have. And that theology that we breathe in, (laughs) then we breathe out in praise. Um, And I think that's um, one of the truths about studying the Bible is sometimes it just is, wow. And that's the response that we have. And sometimes when we're broken and hurting, it's like, 
Lord, all I can do is lift a song of lament and I'm in the Psalms and I am heavy and my heart is heavy and yet I will praise you. And those moments that heal our soul come from knowing who he is and praising him in the moment, whether it's joy or sadness or even boredom, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that he, he's, he's there and that praise um, connected to good theology, I think, continues to remind us of that. Mm-hmm. For sure. There's a, um, I was just talking with a, a group of girls um, in my community group just last night, I think it was, and just the idea of, I think it's in Psalm 145, there's a one generation shall commend your works to another and they'll pour forth the fame of his abundant goodness. Um, and I think, especially with the theme of this podcast, you know, talking and, uh, and walking with other wise people who've, you know, lived more life than us. There's in times, you know, when we're struggling and we just haven't lived as much life, we don't know as much as the Lord. There's that time and that opportunity for a generation ahead of us to, you know, let us know it's going to be okay, but also, you know, pour forth the fame of his goodness and how he's worked, you know, in their life in the past and how he'll work in ours as well. I think that's the theme of God's faithfulness. And that letter is written in our Bible. The the writers of the Bible are telling us that God is faithful. But the next step is that you and I have to learn that God is not just faithful to Moses or to Isaiah or to Paul, but he's also faithful to Ellie. And he's also faithful to me. And I think that that's what not only we want to teach ourselves, we have to pass on, um, is that you have to begin to write the story of his faithfulness to you. I think one of the greatest blessings in my personal life is being reminded how many times God has been faithful. Mm-hmm. Whether it was early days of marriage and money seemed tight and, you know, the Lord would uh, have somebody, you know, slip us a little bit of money to go out to dinner or whether it was a broken down car and, you know, it was going to be easier to fix than we had feared or whether it was a really challenging conversation or a conflict that I was weighed heavy by and he faithfully worked out the details. And as you accumulate not only reading how faithful he is in the Bible, but how faithful he's been to you, that then is your testimony Mm -hmm. that I can testify that God is faithful In my younger Bible study, we're studying the book of uh, Genesis, and we're in Genesis chapter 12. And the first lesson of Genesis chapter 12 is that God is faithful. And so God promises Abraham all these grand things. I'm going to make you a nation. Your people are going to be like the stars of the sky. And Abraham doesn't have any children. And we turn the page, you know, and now he still doesn't have any children. And we turn the page again. and, And we essentially go from 12 and until around 17 or 15 or so when he actually gets the child. But that takes us, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of reading. But it took him years, Mm. year upon year upon year upon year of learning in these really tiny ways 
that God was going to be faithful and God will always do what he says he will do, Mm. even when I'm unfaithful, which is the story of Abram, right? Is that, you know, God says, I'm going to do this. And then he goes to Egypt and lies about his wife. And, you know, God says, I'm going to do this. And then there's this little series where God is faithful and Abram takes a little tiny step of faithfulness and then he's unfaithful and God remains faithful. Well, I have that story now in my own life where God has been faithful to me. He would never leave me or forsake me. And now I have a life of walking with the Lord where I can say that is true. Not only was it true for Abraham, but it's also true for me. And so when I encourage young people around me, it's to do that, to begin to record and to know that God is faithful. I think transitioning from high school to college is like one of the first steps where you really begin to make that true for yourself. Mm-hmm. All the fear and anxiety and uncertainty. Are you good enough? Can I do real college classes? Can I do real relationship? Can I be me without all my family and, and friends? All of those questions really do overwhelm every single kid who transitions from high school to college. But hopefully what happens as you walk through each semester of college, you are essentially learning that God is faithful and he will be with you in the moments when it's great. He'll also be with you on the late nights of study and when you're not sure you're going to make it. And he is sustaining so that by the time you come to the end of college, hopefully you glance back over your shoulder and you can see all these moments that he has been faithful to you. So then when you transition again from out of college to whatever's next, you have more faith in that. And so it's not that you get to be, you know, 50 years old and you're like super duper spiritual and you're like, wow, I have all this faith. It's like, no, in every small moment of my life, God has been faithful. And now I can proclaim God is faithful with confidence because I have seen that he is always there. There's a great line in great is thy faithfulness where it says he gives strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. And that is truth that I can proclaim is true, not only in the words of the Bible, but also in my own life. Mm, Yeah, that is so good. All I have to say to that is amen and amen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, that that is really good. Um, I do want to encourage our listeners, just like Miss Tiffany said, to start recording those, no matter how fancy it may look in your recording or plain, it'll definitely, definitely serve you well later. Also, just asking the Lord to help you call to mind um, His faithfulness at the right time. You just listened to the first part of this conversation. We hope that you enjoyed it. But be sure to go to the Talk with the Wise podcast to listen to part two. Thanks for listening. We hope you found this conversation edifying and helpful. If you did, please share this episode with anyone you feel could benefit from it. And if you really enjoyed it, please leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thanks again for listening to the Talk with the Wise podcast. Mm